When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello there and welcome to Thank the Maker, a podcast about heroes, princesses, scoundrels, hokey religions, ancient weapons, and all things Star Wars. I'm your host, Adam Russell. And Ryan's not here. My name is Nick and Ryan's not here. <laughs> Ryan's not here. Is Ryan here <laughs> right now? Or? Oh, wait. Um, no. No. No, Ryan. Cool, 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 cool. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. <laughs> um, also, our When in Need host is here, Mike Forster. They call me up from the miners and here I am <laughs> sitting in Ryan's seat which is cool to sit in. <laughs> you don't have enough, like, neon lights and crap around you to... I know. My basement is not nearly as digital as his side room, his <laughs> studio, which is dope. Mine is... You're uh, uh, not in the future enough. We need you to come into I the future. Know. I know. I'm, and I'm missing a couple ceiling tiles, so I definitely, yeah, I'm just not, <laughs> I'm not there. But I am your minor to majors host, Mike Forster. <laughs> hey, guys. You don't have to go through waivers. So, Adam, this is a sports joke. You don't have to go in waivers to nice. come up and yep. go down. I appreciate you. I don't know what that means. <laughs> sports um, is sports. Sports ball. We like sports and we don't care. Who knows? <laughs> Shout out to the Lonely Island. You know who is fully bathed in neon lights and surrounded by Star Wars stuff is friend, travel agent, expert on all things Galaxy's Edge. And as you'll find out in a moment, the Galactic Star Cruiser, Sarah Masio. Hello. Hello. Thank you guys for having me. Welcome. Hey. Sarah is a travel agent. She's the travel agent who booked our upcoming trip to Disney's newest attraction, the Galactic Star Cruiser. It's at Walt Disney World in Orlando. It's happening in March. I'm just, we, th there aren't sufficient words to describe how stoked we are, which we've talked about a little bit on social media and on the last, last episode of the podcast, the one before yes. maybe. Yep. Yes. Last one. We're going on a trip on a Star Cruiser. Don't anyone ever try to tell me that it's not real because it is it's uh it's happening in march and we're going to be on the second voyage ever this thing is a next level experience it's been in the works for a long time it's a hotel meant to be an actual ship in the star wars universe called the halcyon love it it's fully immersive how do i i keep saying this and i probably can't even say this on the podcast i think of this like westworld minus the rape and murder you know <laughs> But for Star Wars. Yeah, that's yeah. a good way to describe it. L let me tell you the Disney way that they're describing it is like a very elaborate dinner party, like a dinner theater. Yeah, oh. immersive theater, yeah. Or like a real-life Dungeons & Dragons. Which that's a little amazing. more family-friendly way of describing <laughs> yeah. it. Do you know, I only know this because this is a, uh, you know, how bad religion uses really fancy words. So they, you know, you, after you listen to a record, you have to go consult the dictionary. So halcyon, I've always heard that word, but I never really knew what it meant until it was in a bad religion song. And the actual definition is denoting a period of time in the past that was idyllically happy and peaceful. Dude, there you Aww. go. That says it all. Thank you, Greg Graffin, for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. So are we technically going to be LARPing? Yes. Are we that level of nerds? Are a thousand percent. So. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm cool with yeah. that. But remember, like, half of these terms that we use to point and poke fun at other groups 
don't apply to Star Wars, right? Like, no, we're way cooler. Right. So when people are like, oh, you're a cosplayer. I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I am a stormtrooper. Big difference. Okay. So. Period. Yeah. We're not, we're not LARPing. We are going on a Star Wars experience, which is mm. worth every penny. Right. A Star Wars story. Mm-hmm. We've talked about this before. Rise of the Resistance is hands down the best ride ever made, as far as I'm concerned. It's the most immersive piece of entertainment content, if you call it that, that I've ever done. It's an experience. Yeah. yeah. That's what it is. It's kind of weird to call it a ride. Like, it's weird to call this computer that I hold in my hand a phone anymore because mm-hmm. sure. the Rise of the Resistance is, it's a ride, but it's also, um, it's a journey. You know, you're in and out of multiple different buildings and vessels and vehicles and things. This, all indications so far are going to make that seem like we got a paper mask and we were at a shitty birthday party. Yeah, yeah. It's a good good way to describe it, Adam. Yeah. What a poet you are. It's kind of like, you know, Galaxy's Edge opened and they're like, hey, you're in Star Wars. And then Rise of the Resistance came out and it's like, you're really in Star Wars. And now this is going to be like, you're in Star Wars. You're a Star Wars. You are a Star Wars. Yeah, you are a Star Wars. I'm a Star Wars. Yeah. Always have been. So like we said, March... Third to fifth. Have we said those actual dates? I'm not sure. You did now. I just did. Yeah. Yeah. March 3rd to 5th, the second ever voyage. And this is only happening because Sarah put in some time, some little, a lot of time, which you're going to describe shortly here, booking this thing. (laughs) Who all's going? Let's list this off. So our room, the thank the maker room, it will be Ryan, Nick, me, and Austin Romero, AKA Mike Rome mm-hmm. of uh, WWE fame. Also a huge Star Wars nerd. Right. Former guest on the pod. Mm-hmm. And then in the other room, we were trying to do an eight person room. We ended up with two four person rooms. Yeah. It'll be Mike, Dano Flores. And then two of our friends. And Dano has a pretty well-known YouTube channel. It's mostly Star Wars, right? For the most part, yeah. Yeah, well, mostly. I mean, he does uh, a couple of toy reviews. What does he do, Sarah? He's, like, really big on... uh, uh, He does, like, Transformers and some of the other stuff, too. Mm. He likes just, like, droids and robotics in general, yeah. But well-known for his Star Wars content. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's also... Which is great that he's going with us because he kind of started the unofficial Batuu bounty hunt. And what basically he did was he kind of wanted a little bit more out of the experience of connecting with other people who are equally as obsessed about going to Batuu and just kind of losing your own experience in this magical place. And so he was through his Facebook channel and through the other groups, he was essentially meeting up with other people and making people come and find him. And then he would either give them a riddle or he'd give them something and he would print like either credits or like give away actually pretty cool pieces of either art or he was, you know, donating stuff is really cool. So it kind of changed the experience for a lot of people to go and be even more immersive in Galaxy's Edge. And I, based on what he said, I'll let him tease it, but we are going to do something really sweet on that, that morning that we're at Batu. So I guess if you're listening and you're planning on going to Batu, March 4th is a good day to go to Batu. Mm-hmm. Dude, I, I do want to get into it, but really quickly describe the video that you shared the other day on Instagram of a cast member getting one of your coins. Yeah. It was a beautiful thing. Yeah, it was really cool. So I probably, I want to say, watching this, so Hondo Supply started in quarantine, right? That was my quarantine project to keep me sane because I'm like, oh my gosh, we can't leave our houses. And I knew that there were a ton of cast members that, you know, at the time it was like Disneyland straight up shut down. And there were a lot of people that were really concerned about what's it going to look like when we go back to work and all that. And so I started this Batu Citizens Medallion that in Arabesh says, you are awesome. I hope they decode it. Mm-hmm. And 
I just started kind of selling them to be like, hey, this is a great way to, if a cast member makes your experience unforgettable, right? And I feel like, but two, we go there and you see the Falcon, you're like, of course, I'm never going to forget this. But there are those, the very first time that I went to Oga's, I walk in, I'm by myself because I, I was there for a conference and I, you know, the bartender's like, well, do you want another drink? I'm like, yeah, I'm, by, I'm on vacation. I might as well. She goes, where are you on vacation from? And I was like, Michigan? She goes, where's that? And I'm like, what? <laughs> I was like, well, okay. I mean, you're from California. Maybe you've never been to Michigan. And I was like, Michigan? Michigan, Michigan, the Great Lakes. And she's like, is that on the earth sector? I was like, you, <laughs> that was awesome. I was like, and I, you know, so you think about people like that, that really make your trip to Batu, uh, something incredible because the people who play along and which is awesome about the star cruiser, because they literally found all those people to play along the entire time. Uh, I encourage people to, to get these medallions to give to cast members that make the trip special. And shout out to Trooper Tori, who gave one to someone, I believe it was her first day, and said, you're doing awesome. And she almost cried, and then I cried, and I'm like, this is just <laughs> wonderful. So we will be doing all kinds of giveaways, and we are going to go crazy. This trip has gotten way too expensive for me just because I'm going to give half of it away because I'm that excited. So <laughs> like I said, March 4th is a good day to go to Batu. Just saying. Uh, we should also mention Sarah will be there on the same voyage. I will. With your husband and some... Uh, do you have four people in your room as well? Three people. Three. One offspring. I'm not bringing the smallest offspring because she's only two. <laughs> yeah. And she's going to ruin it. <laughs> as two-year-olds do. I'm not going to be able to experience. <laughs> would they make her pay full price? Uh, she would pay the child price, yeah. Oh, okay. So... Do you weigh a child like when you're buying uh, like loose mixed nuts or candy like and they they price by weight. <laughs> is that how yeah. they price it by the pound you are four pounds of nuts worth yes <laughs> spice yeah spice container we can this child is spice container size so let's go ahead and give them the child rate amazing but yeah we will be there with you guys um, that's great so it'll be nice to see you in person this is gonna be great same speaking of seeing people in person i'm sorry last thing and we'll get to it nick and i uh, got to hang out for a minute in Vegas a couple nights ago when I was there for a show. He was there to see a show, and it all happened. I didn't realize it until the next day. That's only the second time we've ever hung out in person. Totally, it was it was crazy. Like we've been around each other, we crossed paths over the years, but we didn't become friends until this. Because I mean, I think we even spoke about the one time that we had like the one sort of epic story of the year Bayside hang was just like mm -hmm. we were in town and we went to Flamingo Bowl or whatever. But I don't think. We came to the conclusion that you we, you weren't there, right? No. Okay. So that was the only time that I've really hung out with anyone else in your band. And the first time we met was right here in my living room when we did the podcast before I was a host. So that was it. I mean, you didn't cat, you're not, I knew you weren't catfishing me. You're tall and handsome and now you're blonde. <laughs> I had a good time though. And it was great to see you. It made me so happy. It really was Same. the the headlining friend slot. I had such a good weekend with a bunch of other friends. And then I was like, and now I get to see Adam. I never see Adam. This is great. It was good times. It was. We saw Avril Lavigne. Wait, maybe you didn't see Avril Lavigne. Did you? Uh, I was gone by then, but I saw you post a picture of seeing Avril Lavigne. So yeah. does that count? It's like you were there. <laughs> yep, yeah, that counts. <laughs> right there for Skater Boy. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that, Nick. Wonderful. Yeah, I mean, I know for sure she was just playing a track. I don't think she was singing or anybody was playing any instruments, but that was... That's how it's done these days. Yeah. But you saw her. <laughs> Yeah, no, she important. was there, I think. I, <laughs> I actually wasn't even there. It was a hologram, so yeah. hologram with tracks. All right, speaking of holograms, never mind. No, we're going on a real spaceship. There will be no holograms. I think there will be. I think actually- Unless someone calls us on a holocall. Good point. I think there will be holograms. All right, let's talk about the booking of this thing because 
as I said earlier, it was an ordeal. Sarah was on hold for the majority of a day. Yep. And she was able to book it in the annual pass holders and Disney Vacation Club booking slot, which happened October 7th through 9th. Prior to that, booking was only open for Disney Club 33 and Golden Oaks residents. Can you describe who those people are? Club 33 is like the super baller behind the scenes stuff, right? Yeah, they're people with money. (laughs) Golden Oaks is even more than that. They are the people that actually live on Disney World property. Mm, They have residential neighborhoods in Disney World and they are multi-million dollar homes and they are absolutely gorgeous. And there are so many secrets around it that I don't have much more to tell you except they have a lot of money. And they booked up like all the suites. So what I meant to say was the assistants and travel agents of the people with Club 33 and Golden Oaks <laughs> residency got to book. Yeah. No one at that level is doing anything on their own. And then October 12th through 16th, which was uh, at the time of this recording just a couple of days ago, Disney Visa card holders got to book. And then general booking for everyone else on the earth happens 10 days from today, at the time of this recording, October 28th. Yep. So this episode is in many ways to get you ready if you're going to be one of those people, just to like set some expectations for the hell that you might go through trying to get it booked. <laughs> and then hopefully like brighten everything once you realize what's going to happen and we'll, and we'll run through some of that on the actual trip. So you want to tell us about how it went down as a travel agent on the day of? Yeah, so I'll tell you the end of day recap, which was I ended up waiting on hold for 11 hours. Not joking. That's literally what she did. Literally 11 hours. And once I got through as a travel agent, I have 90 minutes to book as many clients as I can. And because it was like one of the first days of booking, it just took a long time to book. So I was on the phone for 12 and a half hours on that day. They I'm sorry for laughing, but I it's unreal. <laughs> well, I got a big old beverage at the end of that day. <laughs> a gallon of blue milk. <laughs> oh my gosh, I would be in heaven. Do you have like a normal like cubicle worker headset with like the microphone that comes out like this? You know what? That's what I picture. I don't. And my <laughs> AirPods had like crapped out on me. Oh. Like they would not hold a charge for like more than 20 minutes. So I was even like even worse with like the old, the wire. I was like, oh, so gross. Oh yeah. But <laughs> we persevered. I had multiple phones going, actually, (laughs) trying to get through. But yeah, so the way that the booking queue worked for early booking is primarily for the annual pass holder and DVC early booking was they had two queues. So you had your real queue where you would wait and you would get to talk to a booking agent and you booked your trip. Once that queue filled up and typically what would happen is when that queue fills up, they just say the circuits are busy and you just keep calling and keep calling until you can get into that queue to speak to a booking agent. Because they anticipated such a high call volume with this, they put in place a standby queue where you got in that queue and you waited for like two hours at a time and you got to a gatekeeper and the gatekeeper would pre-qualify you and then say, oh, sorry, we can't get you to the real queue because it's closed right now. So hang up and start the process over. Oh my God. And it was about an hour and a half, two hours each time I was going through the standby queue. And so you're two hours in and you're back to the beginning. Like (laughs) you shouldn't have even called at that point. So, and this is all... Just call a number and see what happens. There's no like online queue that then calls you or anything like that. It's just old school in that sense. And that's a good point to bring up is that Galactic Star Cruiser right now is only bookable by phone. You cannot go online and book this thing. You have to call in. Oof. Yes. Somewhere out there, someone's like, I have the money. I have the time. 
I'm not getting on the phone though. (laughs) That's the, I draw the line. I have to talk to someone. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it was, it was intense. So it was about two hours at a time to then be told, sorry, the queue is still closed or like, oh, the queue just opened 10 minutes ago, but they just closed it like five minutes ago. So start back at the beginning. Do you know how many times you went through that whole thing? I had multiple phones going, (laughs) (laughs) so I think, but I think like if I looked at one phone call, I probably went through that about five times before I was able to get through. And then once you get through, then you're waiting for another hour to two hours to maybe up to six hours. And then you speak to somebody and then you get your, your trip booked. Now that was day one. And that was the worst day was the 12 and a half hours on the phone. When we moved to Disney visa booking, that was like, four or five days. And each day was less and less to the point where the last day that I called, it was like a 10 minute hold. And then I was in, it was fantastic. But the second, so I had the 12 and a half hour day. And then the next day it was like, they changed the queue. So it was just this booking queue was busy. Circuits are busy. Call back. And I called over 80 times to get put in that queue. And then I waited, I think four hours once you actually got once I got in connected for real yeah well wow. and then oh my gosh like my heart just like dropped into the floor I was giving the credit card details to to give the deposit and the call dropped oh no what? yeah yep yep <laughs> and they don't like, do callback numbers and stuff once you get to a booking agent they do they didn't have my phone number on record they had my agency owner's phone number anyway amazing cast member. She tracked me down. She what? was able to save the room because we. I was booking the last room for a certain voyage. Like we took the last room. And so she went above and beyond. Her name was Marnie. She got me back on the phone. I was able to book them, but I was just like, what do I do? I've been waiting for so long. <laughs> yeah. Dude, she gets a coin from Hondo Supply. She gets amazing. a stack of coins Seriously. from Hondo Supply. All of them. Yeah. She was amazing. So I fully anticipate when general booking opens up on the 28th, it's going to be madness. It's going to be 12 and a half hour minimum madness trying to get through because with all these early bookings, they were very limited groups, right? So you had like your Club 33 and your Golden Oaks, you had DVC and APs, you had Disney Visa. Now, anybody that has the means to book this or at least the 20% deposit to book this is going to be calling to get this booked. So it's going to be intense. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so we we got in the second voyage, right? And you got that done on the first day. Mm-hmm. You said you did four or five more days of booking for other folks? Yes. Can you say, like, how far out are you even allowed to, to speculate um, on that stuff? Yeah, I did want to ask that. How far out are they even booking, if that's what you're asking, yeah. Adam? Yeah, so it was interesting. For early booking for the DVC and annual pass holders, the ones that we booked in, you could only book from March 1st to May the 4th. For all the other booking windows, and when general booking opens up on the 28th, it's going to be March through September, Interesting. So yeah. you can book out as far as September, but what I will say is right now when I'm I'm looking at the calendar right now, the first three weeks of March are already gone. And Solid. May the 4th. The two voyages sure. sandwiching May the 4th are gone too. That makes sense. Everything else is wide open. It's interesting because off the top of my head, my first thought is, oh, everyone's trying to get in as soon as humanly possible, get on the earliest voyage possible, but not necessarily because some people are normal and some people don't <laughs> just say like literally the first one, just give it to us. I'll cancel anything. Like there's a baby being born. We'll just push it back in, whatever. <laughs> Most people are more normal, I think, than us. But uh, um, 50%, I would say. Okay. 
I would say I have a good number of people that want to get in as soon as possible. I think they're more content creators. Yeah, yeah. Because the content creators are the ones you want to be there first and you want to experience it and document it and push that content out. Right. Um, and then there are like mega fans that are just like, I don't care. Just get me in there as soon as you can. I just want, I'm ready. Yeah. Like I've been ready for 40 years. <laughs> Put me in. Yeah. And then there's some people that are like, oh, my kid's not out until end of June. Or sense, yeah. I've got yeah. people that want to go for like big milestone birthdays. And so I have people that want to book like even past September. And so I'm like, okay, well, when it opens up, we'll be ready. But it's been a mixed bag. I mean, it makes sense, though. I feel like, okay, so you've got those groups, right? You've got kind of your Disney dedicateds up front. And so it would make sense that they would have booked solid up mostly in the beginning because Disney knows that they're their biggest advocates, right? And so if they feel like they're going to go and knock the socks off people who already love the Disney experience, this is their version of viral marketing, right? People are going to go and have just an incredible time that already they know won't be hypercritical if something does go wrong because they know that it's Disney, things will happen. So makes sense. For sure. Yep. What's interesting is I get the feeling like, and no one ever said this, but I think we all kind of thought this, the early attendance and vibe with Galaxy's Edge was low. It was weird. I mean, granted, we were still waiting on Rise of the Resistance in both parks for a while, but Mm -hmm. I remember talking to my wife about this and she's like, let's just wait it out and go like six months later. Yeah. We were going to go together. I ended up going, you know, with a, with a friend without her uh, when I did go. But the idea was, well, it's going to be packed. Do you want this like crazy packed experience or you want to be able to just chill? We wanted to be able to just chill. And I feel like a lot of people thought that so much mm -hmm. so that it was actually like not very full. And everyone, you know, there was all that talk for a minute about Galaxy's Edge flopped, you know, <laughs> yeah. which, which is total crap. <laughs> Clickbait. Yeah. Yeah. This, on the other hand, seems like everybody is just, just all in on going as soon as humanly possible. But you remember they announced the prices too, though, and, and people online were like, oh, good luck. There's no one going to ever go to this. And I'm like, right. <laughs> uh, I got bad news for you, man. Yeah. We're going. When it comes down to it, though, dude, compared to some jank, just whack, basic-ass cruise with, you know, cocktail shrimp and <laughs> a pool full of pee, like, this is nothing. This cost is nothing for the experience to me. Like, I would pay double. Yeah, it's really not that bad. I mean, we're staying four grown adults in a room, but like, guess what? We're all musicians. I just, I just actually lived with ten grown adults <laughs> on a moving bus. <laughs> this is true. This hey, is true. I thought of a new question. Is there a pool? There is no pool in space now. Oh, Star Wars. I want a Star Wars pool. Adam just said that there's going to be a pee pool, and that's why they were like, you know what? People will just pee in the pool. <laughs> yeah. We don't need Twilight right. peeing in the pool. So can do without. That question is actually in the FAQs on the Galactic Star Cruiser website. Well, so they have very much said there will not be a pool on the Star Cruiser. That's okay. Well, I can't imagine wasting time in a pool on this. <laughs> no. You know what I'm saying? I want to experience everything. If there was a pool, I'd go in it for 10 minutes. Unless there was some kind of like scuba experience with, you know, with um, with Moncala and, and other folks. Oh, the Quarren. And the Quarren, yeah. Quarren. Yeah, maybe, maybe so I... Kit Fistos and Noddle, Noddle. Yeah, Noddle in. Something like that. What they should do is walk everybody into the pool and then have an actor there that's like, come on in, the pool's great. And then the Dianaga comes up and just grabs him and sucks him in. They're like, the pool's <laughs> yeah. now closed. I'm sorry, you guys. Thanks for coming. Anyways, see you on the Star Cruiser. All for a skit. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm down for a trash compactor experience. <laughs> yes. All right, let's talk about room options. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We were going for all out just Super Baller room. We ended up with a standard room. Do you want to do the rundown on the options? Sure. So there are three cabin types, three room types. There is the standard cabin. Um, that is the cheapest option, but it sleeps up to five people. Then there is the Galaxy Class Suite, which is your mid-range option that only sleeps four people, but it has a bar area and it has extra Star Wars surprises in the suite. And then the top tier is your Grand Captain Suite. That is a two-bedroom suite. It also has a bar area, extra Star Wars surprises included, and it sleeps up to eight. Wow. So we originally were going for the Grand Captain Suite. Yes. We ended up with a standard cabin, right? Yes. Two standard cabins. Two standard cabins. Yeah. I don't know. It would be cool to do the Super Baller thing, but we're on it regardless, and I'm stoked. Yep. Are there any rules against making friends with someone who's in the Grand Captain Suite? <laughs> uh, Can I go to the Grand Captain Suite if I meet the right people? I think you could. Nick wants the answer to be no. No <laughs> rules. <laughs> I don't think there's any rules against making friends. Yeah, that would be very un-Disney. Right? <laughs> wow, you guys are here, huh? Hey, um, mind if I sleep in the bathtub? <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's a bar here. What's your space toilet like? So other than the surprises and the room, you know, max occupancy, is there any other indication of what is different from room to room? No. The bar. The bar, and that's yeah. about it. And just the sleeping arrangements. Um, yeah. I think they're really trying to sell you on one, getting the suite so it's a larger room, and then two, those extra Star Wars surprises. And you just yeah. want to feel like you ball out. But here is the yeah. problem. There are only two of the Grand Captain suites on the Halcyon. There are only four Galaxy Class suites. And then there's 94 standard cabins. I don't know if this was because they didn't anticipate selling out the larger suites, but they're a hot commodity. And because Golden Oaks residents and Club 33 members were able to book first and they have the means to buy out all the suites, they bought out most of the suites um, Mm. very, very quickly. So when I've been booking, I've seen a few of the Galaxy Class suites available, but for the most part... Those Grand Captain suites are gone through September. There may be one or two here and there, but they're gone. Damn. Yeah. Well, like I said, I'm not bummed. I don't think any of us are bummed. Right. You're not going to spend that much time in there. Right, right, right. That's kind of the other thing. The psychology behind it, of course, was that you go to this experience with other people who are going to also elevate the experience, right? Like if I, if we were to go with people who were casual fans or friends, like the fact that we're going with people who are completely geeked, zonked, overwhelmed, constantly part of their life about Star Wars, we are all going to have so much more fun. And so I can only imagine that when they, when you sign up and you go, I need five, six of my most freaked out Star Wars friends, of course we're going to get that room. So maybe that, who knows, that could be a construction phase in the future. Or that just means we have to go back, you guys. Yeah, I'm, that's a fact. That's happening. 2023. <laughs> Thank the Maker Meetup. So what's the pricing like for each of these rooms? So your cheapest room is going to be the standard cabin. Typically, the prices for that are going to range anywhere from like 4800 to 6000 And that's if you're one or two people in the room. Once you start adding more than two people, that's when you start adding costs to it. The Galaxy Class Suite, which is the mid-level room, that one ranges anywhere from, I would say, about 5800 to 7400 
And that's the same. If you are one person, if you are two people, that's the same price. If you're adding more than two people, the price goes up again. And the, pl- the prices, like the range is due to seasons, seasonality. So if mm. you're wanting to go during spring break, if you're wanting to go in one of the first voyages, if you're wanting to go for May the 4th, for 4th of July, it's going to be more expensive than if you're going like beginning of September when everybody's back in school. And then the Grand Captain Suite, which is the big suite that sleeps eight people. The range for that is anywhere from 8,200 to 11,000. And again, that's for two people. Then it just goes up the more you add. I've seen the fluctuation in booking people. I've booked people from March all the way out through July, I think. And those are the ranges that that we're seeing and we're getting quoted. So it's interesting that you sort of got the base level for like one person could go and stay in this giant room. Yes. I call it giant. I don't, I don't know what it looks like yet, but um, <laughs> you can go stay in this room by yourself and spend a lot of money or you could add a little bit more on per person and make it very affordable. Well, more reasonable. affordable. <laughs> yeah. Make it reasonable, you know, given what the experience is. And also given the fact that it includes a trip down to the park. Yep. That to me, that would like, number one, the experience is just worth it regardless. But the fact that it also includes Galaxy's Edge tickets, essentially, you know, for the half day, it's a no-brainer. Like, if you have the money or you can make the money work, duh. Like like I said, yeah. compared to a normal cruise or any other kind of generic vacation, yeah. it's kind of With no-brainer. With those experiences built in, I mean, you think of the amount of people who only went to Batuu for one day and didn't get on Rise. You're like, oh. Yeah, oh. like a guarantee is a big deal, yeah. It is a big deal. They were doing the boarding groups before for Rise of Resistance, now they don't have the boarding groups anymore. So if you want to get on Rise up until, well, October 19th <laughs> when Disney Genie comes out, the only way you could get on it was to wait in line. So for like the last month, you had to wait in line to ride Rise of Resistance. Brutal. Which makes it more accessible, but it also takes more of your time to experience the attraction. Yeah. Starting on the 19th, Disney Genie debuts along with Disney Genie Plus and the a la carte options. So you will be able to pay roughly $15 per person and ride Rise of Resistance if you're just going to the parks. But it is included in the Star Cruiser experience. Yes. But you did touch on something. One person could go by themselves on Star Cruiser, but the pricing structure for Star Cruiser is very similar to a Disney cruise where they have a minimum that they are expecting to make out of that room, and that is the price of two adults. So if you're going one person, you're paying the same price as two adults. If you're going one person and a child, you're paying the same price as two adults. So once you hit Mm. that two adults, you're about where you're supposed to be, but you add the more people, you're starting to get a break on your per person cost. Yeah. So let's do the math real quick. And let's say they're at capacity in every room. We've got eight in the two or four Grand Captain Suites. Two. Two, so there's 16. Mm -hmm. And then the mid-range one is... The Galaxy Class Suite sleeps four, and there's four of those. So that's another Another 16. 16. And then how many? There's 94 standard cabins, and those sleep five. That's 470 at capacity. Hmm. So 470 plus another 32, just over 500. So not a massive hotel in terms of like occupancy. No. Sorry, not a massive star cruiser in actual space nice. as far as capacity goes. <laughs> Staffing, though. Sarah, do they have any idea of how many like staff are 
you know, because I'm, I'm sure that I'm sure that they're going to get bartenders from Batu that are also going to be. I, I I've heard from the cast members that have connected with me through Hondo. A lot of them are also vying to get on this thing. So I, I'm guessing there has to be some kind of training that you are part of the experience. It's not like you're on Batu for a shift. It sounds like they are making the cast members also versed in the entire experience too. Do you have any idea how many? people staff wise i don't i do know that they are going to treat it very similar to a cruise and that you'll have the same server at dinner unless you're doing captain's table which we'll talk about in a bit you're gonna have the same server at dinner both nights there's going to be photo pass photographers there's going to be bartenders there's going to be all the kinds of staff that you would expect at a hotel or at a cruise will be there so i think the ratio to from guest to cast member is actually going to be pretty pretty low Hmm. i'm so stoked about that because then you have entertainment too Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? The roles what they were hiring for as well, I think I had posted those. I mean, the roles for the actors to, they were asking people to send in videos to apply, right? And there was a monologue and there was all the stuff you had to record and do. It sounded fun as hell. And I think it's going to be incredible based on, there were, I think there were eight roles that they were saying, you know, smuggler, you have to help with this. Your, you know, sleight of hand tricks are encouraged. I'm like... What's going to happen at this? This is going to be insane. Yeah. So let's talk. You just mentioned the captain's table. Let's talk about add-ons. Yes. Other than the captain's table, which you should describe here, what are the other options in booking? So when you are booking, when you're calling in on the 28th or if I'm calling in on the 28th for you, there are three things that you can add. The captain's table is by far the most exciting. The rest are kind of just like me. Um, but captain's table is the opportunity to sit at the captain's table during your dinner time. There are two dinner times, 5.30 p.m. and 8 p.m. And there are only 11 seats at the captain's table per dinner time per night. You can only do captain's table once during your voyage. So that's a total of 44 people on your voyage that gets to experience that and nobody else does. And it's only $30 per person Dude. and your entire party has to do it. So they did stress to me, like mm. if you're traveling with your two like bratty kids, you and your wife can't go sit at the captain's table and leave your bratty kids to like fend for themselves and like wreak havoc <laughs> right. among yeah. the crown of Corellia. Um, so it's an all or nothing type thing, but 30 bucks, Dude. considering what you're paying yeah, to go really. on this voyage, yeah. seems like a no brainer. And I, that's where it kind of like blows my mind is like, why didn't they price that higher? Because they could have gotten the money for it. At least double is what I would have guessed. I was thinking like $300. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it depends on what, what that entails. Like maybe, uh, maybe you're just at the table and maybe you just, you know, someone calls you a fancy name. Maybe there's not yeah. that much <laughs> yeah. to it. No, they're going to make it special. So you really do get to sit with the captain of that voyage. Nice. Who obviously is a character that is playing a part and will probably lead you or send you off to do things, I'm guessing. Mm. Um, It's going to play into your story. And then you're also going to get dishes that the rest of the people sitting and eating dinner at Crown of Corellia will not be getting. So you are getting exclusive food. You're getting that character interaction. You're getting things that not everybody else gets to experience. The captain is also not human. I will say that. I'm trying not to spoil it, but the captain is not human. Dope. That's fun. Is that on every voyage? Um, I hope so. I'm pretty sure the captain role is consistent, but the captain is not human if that's the way that they're going to keep playing. I know at least one of the captains is female. Oh, so it's it could be one of the captains? Or is it that is Yeah, that- it's not gonna be the same person every time. 
It may that, be the same character every time. That's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, the the yeah. character is not human, which is sick. That is cool. So I do want to get into the concept art and some of the expectations that come along with the concept art. What you just said, we could segue from that, but I also I want to hear the other not as cool add-ons that you you referenced, Sarah. Yeah, really quickly. Uh, one of them is Memory Maker. So if you've ever gone on a Disney vacation, you know that there are PhotoPass photographers there to take professional pictures of you, either with your group or with a character meet and greet. We don't know if we're going to have meet and greets since this is more of like a dinner theater type experience. It doesn't seem like you're going to be lining up to take a picture with Chewbacca. You may just be like interacting. But they also have PhotoPass photographers while you are on Batu. So if you get Memory Maker, you get all of those professional pictures included. The last one, which is definitely not the most fun, but probably the most important one is trip insurance. So one thing to note with this experience is that you have to pay your final payment 90 days prior to voyage. And if anything were to happen and you need to cancel or change something, you're going to incur change fees and you're going to forfeit a lot of your package price if you're canceling. So within 90 days of your voyage, if you need to cancel your trip, you're losing 50% of your package price. And if you're within that last month before your voyage, you're forfeiting 100% of your package price. Wow. Yes. So if you have trip insurance, that gives you a little more flexibility and it's relatively cheap. It's $82.50 an adult. It's $6 per child. So it just gives you a lot of peace of mind. Like I said, definitely not as exciting as Captain's Table. But considering that we're in, what, year two of a global pandemic, yeah. <laughs> not a bad idea to add it on. Yeah. Um, so those are the three things that you can add is Captain's Table Memory Maker and Trip Insurance. You can add those when you're booking. There are three things that you can add while you are on Batu, which are your typical experiences, which is building a lightsaber at Savi's, building a droid at Droid Depot, and drinking to your heart's content with Oga. So speaking of, one, we should re- reiterate right here, 20% down at the time of booking. Yes. And then 100% due 90 days in advance, you said? 90 days before your voyage, yes. 90 days. Mm-hmm. Yep. So you need to have the 20% down. That has to be paid with a credit card. Final payment is due 90 days before. You can make payments up to that date. You can pay in full when we're booking. And then when you're doing your final payment, if you want to go to Target and buy a bunch of Disney gift cards with your red card and get 5% off, you can do that. You can pay with check. You can pay by many means. It doesn't all have to go on a single credit card, which is important if you're booking like a group of people, right? Credits will do fine. (laughs) Nice. All right, let's talk about activities and experiences. You mentioned, and we're all fairly aware that everyone has a different experience. This is meant to be a unique personal experience and not just like a, a ride crammed into a hotel. But there is like a broad brushstrokes kind of like schedule that you could talk about in, in terms of like breakfast, lunch, dinner, performances, things like that, right? You want to hit that first and then talk about some other stuff? Sure. So the the big picture itinerary is you'll be arriving on the first day of your voyage sometime between 1 and 4 p.m. They are strongly encouraging that you get there before 4 p.m. because if you get there any later, you will miss story points. That whole first night, you will be on the ship. So you will arrive at the Star Cruiser. You will get in your launch pod. You will go up to the Halcyon, and then you will stay there until you depart on your third day. They're going to do like a safety briefing (laughs) when you get there. Like you're on a real cruise, right? Yeah, yeah. Don't get sucked out of the Halcyon. (laughs) 
no firearms. They're gonna have they're gonna have like a client simulator up there. They're gonna have some different things. So they've got to walk you through all the drills, right? But that first full day, you will be on the Halcyon. The next day, you'll be waking up bright and early. You'll be doing your breakfast on the ship, and then you will be journeying over to Batu, and you will spend about a half a day at Batu, where you get to do Rise of Resistance. Millennium Falcon Smugglers run, and you will be able to eat at Docking Bay 7 or any other quick service restaurant of your choosing within Hollywood Studios. Um, So if you choose to journey off planet from Batu and go to maybe Toy Story Land or somewhere else, you can do that. But they've said about around 2 p.m. or 2.30 is when you need to be back on a shuttle going back to the Halcyon. Then when you're back on the Halcyon, they're going to have things like droid racing, sabacc tournaments, lightsaber training, bridge training. There's going to be all kinds of stuff that you're going to be doing in those first two days on the ship. And then they're going to have a big gala for dinner. So you're going to have dinner and then you're going to have a gala and you're going to have like a basically fashion show. So if you are dressing up and you wish to participate in the fashion show, it's called the Outer Rim Regalia Exhibition. Now's your time, Nick. Yeah. Now's your time. (laughs) So you get to do that. And then they're going to have what they're calling a spectacular, a nighttime spectacular. It will be all on the Halcyon, so there will not be any pyrotechnics, or at least not any big booming fireworks. Dude, you probably put on a pretty sweet light show or something in there, like it's going to be holographic, cool. something or well, other. Well, dude, all, all the windows will our TVs, will be, mm-hmm. yeah, screens. So we'll be seeing out into space whatever they want to put out there. Mm. There could be a fireworks display out in space. You know, there know. absolutely could be. They said that the big spectacular in the gala is going to take part through like the lobby atrium into like the sublight lounge, pretty much all of the main areas on that main floor. Nice. Everybody, there's just going to be stuff going on everywhere. Entertainment, everything. And then you get up bright and early the next day and you are out sometime between 8 and 10 a.m. Whoa. <laughs> they, okay. Yeah. So the three days, two night thing it, is... it's a. They say two nights. If you look very closely, yeah. they say it's a two night experience and you yeah. absolutely get two nights there. You get like a day and a half. It's less than 48 hours that you're actually on this voyage. Oh boy. So when we're in Batu, Adam, we shouldn't leave the park completely and go to like Buffalo Wild Wings or something. No, no way. No. Um, <laughs> I mean, neither of us eat meat, so bad choice, but we shouldn't leave. <laughs> but imagine going on leave, this leave. experience and getting out into Batu and being like, let's get out of here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder what's happening in It's a Small World. Yeah. It's going to be weird enough for me. Seeing people out of costume down on Batu, I would I would never in a million years leave. There's no way. Yeah, right. No way. Completely agree. What? Uh, I'm just more wondering. Here's where our priorities are. I know we can go to Oga's during that like excursion, but do we then need a? Yes. Like, do we have priority? Do you think? No. Okay. So no priority. They've told me two different ways. One is that we'll be calling in to book these excursions sixty days out. The other is that you can get on your app 60 days out and the reservations open at f- between 5.45 and 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. Eastern mm-hmm. time. Um, and you can go in and book them. They say that they are recommending you book up between 8.30 and 2.30 p.m. on that day that you'll be on Batu. Gotcha. If for some reason your Oga's time conflicts with the time on your itinerary to go do Rise or to go do Smuggler's Run, go do the one that you paid for. Yeah. You paid money for that one. Go do that one and then show up at the ride that you were supposed to go to and say, hey, look, I was at Oga's. We, it ran over and they will get you on the ride. So don't nice. feel like if you have conflicting things on your itinerary, you, you're going to miss out because you won't. And they are yeah. going to look very closely at the 
activities that you've booked on Betu and try to work your itinerary around that as well. Mm. So there is actual benefit for getting on the Disney app and doing that. I mean, this is all in their system, you know, because I, I I think the, I'm, and I'll speak, of course, for the other guys here too, but none of us are Disney people. Like I bought my ticket at Disneyland and people were like, oh, did you see? I was like, nope. I literally would have, I pushed Mickey out of the way, move, I'm going to Batu. I didn't, I didn't see anything, right? I think we're all like that. And yeah. I know that, that, I know that this is a Disney experience for some people as part of the thing. No, 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 this is Star Wars. I don't care about anything else, right? So getting on the Disney app, of course, seems overwhelming if you're just a massive Star Wars fan, because Disney is like almost like secondary to Star Wars, even though I know it's not the case. So I guess that to stress the point that it is part of actually get on, befriend each other, use the app, it's, it's working for you, right? Yes. So you absolutely, that's a great point, is there are two things that every traveler that goes on the Star Cruiser is going to need. It is the My Disney Experience app, which is the main app that you're using whenever you're going to Disney World, and the Play Disney Parks app. The Play Disney Parks app is where you're going to see your itinerary. That's where you're going to be doing missions. You're going to be doing everything out of the Play Disney Parks app. So you need to have both of those. You don't necessarily have to have, like, if you're a family of four with some kids, you don't each need to have your own My Disney Experience account because you can have friends and family under your account. Um, You can also link with other people's accounts. If you're two families, you can, like, link together and see everybody. So make sure that you have both of those apps loaded up on your phone. And there are things that you can do in the My Disney Experience app prior to arriving that can help kind of jumpstart your voyage. So you can do online check-in. You could do that right now. Like you guys could go into your My Disney Experience app. You could do start check-in. It's just one of you in your room needs to do it and then you're good to go. (laughs) You don't all have to go do it. What else? You can book your Batu excursions 60 days prior. And I think that's it. I mean, you can go see like the floor plans. We're booking Ogas, by the way. (laughs) Yeah. But you can go see your, um, you can go see the floor plans for the Halcyon in My Disney Experience right now. Nice. Okay. And then if you've ever been to Batu before, in that Play Disney Parks app, they have what's called the data pad. Yep. And that's where you would go around and you see all the panels on the wall and you go do the little puzzles and you are in credits and go do missions. Um, so they're going to work that in somehow with the Star Cruiser. Nice. Oh, so if you're a, if you're a highly decorated smuggler, scoundrel, Jedi class or whatever, they're probably going to treat you different than the Star Cruiser. I don't know. I did ask that question okay. if what you your reputation already in the data pad is going to align with or like feed into your experience and sure. they weren't sure but she was like I assume so since they're putting so much thought into like literally every single piece of this it's probably going to play into it oh boy which will be nice because I feel like we play those games on that data pad for nothing <laughs> yeah right and it also the other thing too that I'm glad that Dano brought up when you guys talked um that thing drains the hell out of your battery so bring oh, totally. battery packs crushes mm-hmm. it nick nick i legit bring two extra battery packs when i'm spending i don't even spend that long there but it drains your battery that much yeah. for a game that gets you nothing nick was born on batu so he knows yeah. <laughs> for a game that truly is just for fun and doesn't get you anything it takes a lot of your battery that's for sure <laughs> speaking of that i and i've talked about this already i'm really hesitant to use my phone all that much just because i don't want other distractions that take me out of the experience. Even shooting photos and video, I just want to experience more than anything. That being said, got to use the phone for something, including this stuff. 
I'm I'm making a badass like in universe in character case that my phone is going to go in. Yeah, I'm not that. putting the Apple silicone case on my phone and acting <laughs> like no stupid thing. Right. The thing I'm going to segue here, but the thing I love about going to Batu. What time does that happen? By the way, on the second day. Um, you're going to be getting there between like eight and eight thirty, and then you're coming back around two two thirty. And what time is the park open to the public? Right now, park hours start at nine, but. You may get in there before Gen Pop or about the same time because if you are staying on a Disney property, you do get to get in early. And even though they yeah, yeah. say that the park time is listed as like 9 a.m. opening, they usually open up the gates at like 8.30 anyway. Yeah. So we may Word. you may be in there before anybody else. Well, regardless, it's going to be awesome because to me, the idea that you're getting to do like a shore leave yeah. on a planet yeah. that you just pulled into orbit around <laughs> and you go down on a shuttle to go to yeah. it is such a rad thing. So that's amazing. And then oh, the man. fact that we get to be in the park in costume because costumes are encouraged is a whole other level. And yeah, the, to me, that'll be slightly diminished by seeing, you know, the average, you know, suburban family and their Disney t-shirts with the ears on and shit. But just say it from Florida too. Yeah. But, from Florida. But, uh, <laughs> You know, they're just, just they're joke. from the planet Florida and uh, they happen, they're, they're a giant spaceship full of Floridians came there. And that's, that's, I'll think about I those folks. I can't not make jokes about Florida. We can do it since we have a, a native Floridian on the, on the podcast. I know. I know. We're allowed. Um, <laughs> so with costumes, there's fairly detailed restrictions and guidelines for costumes, right? Yep. Let's talk about those real quick. All right. Good thing I have uh, like 10 bullet points here about costumes. (laughs) Let's go. So there are (laughs) slightly different guidelines for when you are on the Star Cruiser versus when you go to Batuu. They're a little bit stricter when you go to Batuu. But while you're on the Halcyon, here are the things that you need to know. You can dress as your favorite character, but you cannot sign autographs or pose for pictures with other guests. Mm. You, your costume has to be family-friendly and cannot be obstructive, offensive, objectionable, or violent. Um, you may not have any props or accessories that resemble or could be mistaken for an actual weapon. So if you're going to use a blaster, I'm assuming Dang it's going to have to be one of those like orange-capped blasters. Yeah, I don't even know if you can bring them at all. You probably can't even bring Uh, them at all. I'm going to say that probably is the case. Right. Given the fact that all of the toys are fully orange now, like top to bottom, I can't imagine anything that isn't that, you know. Costumes may not contain sharp objects, pointed objects, or materials that may accidentally strike another guest. And this is all coming from the Galactic Star Cruiser website. Layered costumes cannot surround the, or they can surround the entire body, but they are strongly discouraged. So if you're wearing like big Jedi robes, Mm. you may be subject to additional screenings. Acceptable accessories include transparent wings, plastic lightsabers, toy swords, and tutus if you guys are interested in rocking that look. (laughs) I'm going to wear that to the gala. Costume headwear may be worn as long as it doesn't cover the face. If you are 13 or under, you may wear some costume masks, but they may not cover the entire face. And costume masks... So you could show up in full, like, Togruta or Twi'lek. Yes. Yes, you can. Yep. Sick. Mm. And no masks mm-hmm. of any kind can be worn for guests 14 or older. Now, that is on the Halcyon. Mm-hmm. When you are journeying to Batu, basically, you can't wear your Jedi robes and you cannot wear a cape that goes past your waist. Ish. You can't wear... Ish. Like... I'm only saying this because Batu East, being that I've been in the groups, and I'm and I please do not quote me on this, do not show up with your director Krennic cape. But the fact that I have seen on the Facebook groups, literally Director Krennic in there, 
East seems to be much more lenient than West does about their costumes. Yeah. But again, do not show up there and say, "Well, thank the maker said that I could wear, <laughs> right. I could wear this entire thing." Oh, well, if thank the maker oh, well, said, well, then, well, come on through, Senator. <laughs> Quoted by the New York Times. <laughs> what about a, like a basic tunic and whatnot? That's fine, as long as yeah. it's not like okay. a yeah. cape. Okay. Or so, your or tunic going to yeah, like a robe going to the floor. Got it, got it. Okay, sick. So, yeah. Because, like, ladies can wear dresses. Like, I wear, like, yeah, long dresses yeah. to the parks all the time, and they're not coming after me, but I think they don't want yeah. you to be in, like, full Jedi robes. Mm-hmm. But it's a combination of not having people trip on you and not having you trip. I think yeah, yeah. that's the, you know, that's the, if let's make this the most dummy-proof set of rules ever. And I, you know what, I hear some people that have already said, like, oh, I can't, you mean to tell me I can't dress up in my full armor? And I'm like, come on, like... <laughs> Let's right. let's let's relax. It's going to be an amazing experience. Use your brain. This is the other thing. I don't know how many people are planning on spending this amount of money on this trip for a Star Wars experience and not thinking in their head, I can't wait to wear my Ron John Surf Shop shirt <laughs> to this, right? right? So I feel like I but feel like it's a cruise. You're on a cruise. <sighs> so why not yeah, wear what, cruise wear? What do they wear on Scarif? That's what we should yeah, figure out. Yeah, I was about to out. say, what's the in-universe Ron John <laughs> surf shop blouse? Merch idea, guys. We need a Star Wars cruise shirt. We do. Merch we do. idea. Oh, man. Did you make some flip-flops too? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm going to wear a short trooper helmet. I'm feeling like, I don't know, it's going to be March in Florida, so it'll it'll be warm-ish, but <laughs> no, I don't know. you don't. It's... Usually March in Florida, it's like 50 degrees in the morning, and then it gets up to like 80 degrees during the day. Oh, boy. Mm. Okay. So so early early in the day, because my thought was like doing like uh, an Anakin with Padme civilian clothing, kind of like poncho, poncho. deal over a tunic, you know? Good idea. Cool. You know, that's like waist uh, thigh length. That's acceptable, right? Yeah, you're good. Yeah. I think so. Sick. All right. It'll be hot. Do that. It'll be very hot. <laughs> I don't know. I'll bring it all. Uh, March is not that bad. I go in March almost every year. It's not that bad. June? Well, you have to also understand, though, that at that point in in my yearly cycle, I'll have my molasses blood, which is where my blood is like (laughs) 25% maple syrup, and that's where I get hot if it's above 45 degrees. So A lot more viscous, (laughs) the blood. (laughs) But I think think some of the main takeaways, of course, is the basic Disney rules where – you know, if you're going to wear some kind of costume, I have to imagine, especially in the first couple of weeks, do not get yourself kicked off because you wanted to wear your very specific robe and you took a picture with another guest. Yeah. Do not get kicked off the Halcyon because of that, right? Because there's going to be this, obviously, they, I think they know you're going to have super nerds there. They're going to want to dress up. They're going to push the boundaries. Be respectful. That's the biggest thing that I can say. I'm just as mad that I can't go full on as some of our listeners, I know. Um, But let's make the experience amazing for everybody. We have plenty of time at Celebration to nerd out together. So I think keep that in mind, too. And just the fact that there's going to be a lot of, I don't know, I've danced in hard armor. It's not that fun. (laughs) Leave it at home. You'll be okay. Yeah. You can't pee with hard armor on. Come on. (laughs) Dude, your idea, your kind of like smuggler wear seems so much cooler anyway. Like, why do you want to be on a cruise in your battle armor? Like, who does that? No one would do that, you know? Sir, welcome to this, the, the Sublight Lounge. Well, I can't sit down, 
<laughs> because I have thigh armor on. Well, which one of these walls can I lean on? <laughs> I hear that's lovely, but I can't sit. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I completely, you know, and I think if you join, if you see some of the other groups too, and I'm, I know that not everybody's on Facebook, but you know, Dano, who's going to be one of our crewmates on this, has been doing an incredible job of putting out Amazon lists that he's found. And there is a really, I don't know, we're going to talk about this on Armor Party, plug for Armor Party. Um, but there is there is a look. There is, you know, go for that 1970s background character vibe. You know, a lot of canvas, a lot of that. Add some straps, do whatever you want. Uh, it's going to be really cool to see other people on this same level of hype that we are because you know that's what's going to happen the first three bookings yeah yeah because that's what you wanted when galaxy's edge opened right and they put out those costume guidelines you're like oh my gosh everybody's going to be like bounding in like mm. star wars ish clothes and then it didn't really happen <laughs> but, it but may, this but is this is going to happen yeah this experience i feel like is different because there is like i said there is a part of people who just go to Disney to experience Disney, who wear the ears, right? Yeah, totally. And they're going to, yeah, they're going to go to the Star Wars part of the park because it's part of Disney versus this. I'm sure that you're going to get those people who are going to say, wow, this seems like a new Disney experience, but I feel like everybody on our voyage is going to be, we are Star Wars. I got a feeling about that. Yeah. Yep. Speaking of expectations for Galaxy's Edge and whether or not they lived up based on concept artwork and things like this. There's some concept artwork for the Star Cruiser that has been all but confirmed to be real life, including some droids, a concierge droid, some um, servers and things like that, Twi'lek servers and whatnot, like we talked about earlier. Is there anything else in the concept art that there's a there's a hollow table that shows that Sabak isn't isn't cards. I'm sure there's going to be cards. The other thing is, let's also be real. Disney is going to be like, wow, these people just signed up for this expensive trip. I wonder if we can get them to buy anything else. The answer is yes. Yes, we will. <laughs> so I feel like there's going to be, you know, there there is a this awesome concept art in the Art of Galaxy's Edge book where they talk about that experience. And there's like a hollow table that shows Sabacc being played versus when we see in Solo, you have that kind of smuggler's den and they're playing cards like you would find in underground poker table, right? So this looks like a much more elevated experience. There's also lightsaber training, like Sarah said. I mean, there is just so much going on. Based on what we've heard, it is living up to the hype. Speaking of lightsabers, the lightsaber. Ooh, ooh. The one shown at Investor Day. So we will see this there. I know a lot of people speculated immediately, like, oh, that's the one you're going to do lightsaber training with. I don't, yeah. I don't think, think that's so. yeah. likely. Yeah. I think we're going to see someone just draw one out and we're all going to shit our pants and that's going to be that. I mean, keep your expectations low. Maybe it's just $500 at the gift shop. You don't know. Maybe we can yeah. just all leave Maybe with you one. just pee your pants instead. Yeah. <laughs> I did ask specifically where we would see the lightsaber being used. It seems definitely we are going to see that in some, one of the show elements of Star Cruiser. We may also be using it for lightsaber training. And we're not able to confirm, oh but we may gosh. be able to hold the <laughs> lightsaber. And That's I amazing. say this because the lightsaber training actually does have an age limit, which is seven and up. Mm. No other experiences that they've talked about 
have an age limit. Mm, interesting. Holy Qui-Gon, this is going to be awesome. There are height requirements on the rides, but lightsaber training is seven and up. And I actually did learn how the lightsaber training is going to work if you want to hear about that. Oh, uh, absolutely. Wait, yeah. is that a spoiler? I, I don't think I want to hear about okay. it. Okay. But I can mute right now. No, and you, you can have, wipe your hands you when have you're done. to edit the podcast. <laughs> Shit, I do. Um, yeah. Mike, I'll tell you separately. Yeah, that, let's do that. I Nick, guess. If you want to yeah, know, you know, I'll what? tell you separately too. I'm, I'm okay. I'll, I'm, I don't stuff when it comes to like a non-movie, like non-screen stuff. I don't really spoiler stuff. Doesn't bother Thank me. the maker is maintaining the the juice right here. I mean, this is the respect yeah. this podcast, man. Like just not going out. I mean, and spoiling really, it. what I want to do is hold it and just turn it on and off. I want to ignite it 10 times and then I'll be like, I don't need to do the training. I'm good. I just want to on, off, on, off, on, off. Camera one, camera two, camera one. All right. Um, Sarah, let me also ask you this question too. Is there a, any kind of discount or something for that, that final day, right? So you get booted out at, you know, they're like, enjoy your Corellian flakes. Here's some Bantha milk. Get out. I mean, I assume if we want to stay in Batu after, that is a full-on, you got to pay the toll. Yep, there is no discount for hopping over to Batu after that. Um, you do get kicked out in time that you can make it over there nice and early. <laughs> That's the one of the nice benefits, I guess, of a super early checkout time. But yeah, one of the things that they have told travel agents is to make sure that you're asking, do you want to book a pre- or post Voyage stay at a Disney resort. Mm. Um, so that way you can get things like your memory maker or your trip insurance extended across the whole thing. And they are able to book a Disney stay while you're booking your Star Cruiser. The way that I have told all of my clients is Star Cruiser is top priority. All the other Disney resorts have way more capacity. We've got time on the 28th when we're booking, we're going to book Star Cruiser. And then once the dust has settled on Star Cruiser a little bit, we can go back and we can add your your Disney trip before or after. But yeah, no no discounts for Star Cruiser Voyagers on extending your your trip or on park tickets that we've been told of. What if I just sneak in? Like a smuggler? As a smuggler would. <laughs> They're like, all right, thank you. You have to leave. And Typical. I like look I look over at the fence and I'm like, I bet I could jump that. <laughs> or you just stay in Batu and don't go back to Star Cruiser. Smart, that's how you really yeah, get them. Right. <laughs> or something. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing, let's talk about this too, because this was something that you and Dano had mentioned, the new magic band. Tell me about this. Yes. So they have indicated that we will receive, or they've told us, you will receive a data band, which is going to be a magic band when you arrive. It will be personalized with the name that we put on your reservation. So typically what was happening before is if you did order magic bands for your Disney vacation, they'll mail them to you. It'll be personalized. It'll have your name on it. For this, you are going to get them upon arrival. Now, Disney in early 2022 is going to be coming out with Magic Band Plus. That's going to have haptic feedback and it's going to have lights in it. This is for Disney in general. So what they've said is even just walking around Galaxy's Edge, you may feel the force, you may be driven to some ways based off of what's going on on your magic band. When you're walking around Magic Kingdom and you see the 50th anniversary statues and you get close to it, you may, I don't remember if there's sounds or not, but there's going to have like special lights and different things that interact with different things within the Disney parks. We don't know exactly what they're going to be doing with it, but I would assume you're going to be feeling the force with it. It may be like a 
you know, getting hotter, getting warmer type thing, like leading you into spaces because they are telling mm. you everything works on the Star Cruiser. <laughs> every button, every panel, there are crawl spaces. So I what? imagine, yeah, there's crawl spaces. So I think they're going to really pull in this data band in a really cool way for you to experience what Star Cruiser has to offer you. Now, here is my question. What is it going to look like? And how is it going to apply when you have all of these different people planning costumes? Is it going to be like a big, like red and black Mickey, <laughs> like polka dot thing? What's mm-hmm. it going to look like? Is it going to just be a Dude, black Dude, it's going to have to look in universe. It yeah, has to. Like, there's no way it's not. I mean, there's a. It has to be neutral enough that anyone can wear it. Yeah, there's got to be. I mean, if you look at, let's see, like a comm unit. I think Finn has worn, Finn wears one, and it's obviously in era. I mean, I think the other thing that we have to look at too is the Halcyon is so, how do we describe it? It's almost like the Mon Cala ship, like the Corvette at the end of Return of the Jedi. And then we obviously yeah, see, yeah. we obviously see it in the Last Jedi too. It, it's it's so clean they almost can get it. You know, Batu is so dirty and lived in. The Halcyon is like the stark opposite of that, right? This is supposed to literally be like yeah, this is a luxury. Yeah, They've so it's emphasized kind of like, that there is like gold trim in the floors, and everything is going to be shiny and like white glove service. Like it is absolute luxury. It's going to be like Canto Bite. Yeah. Yes. Like Pretty that nice. type of, uh, yes. Or like the uh, high class, the ballroom, the the bridge, whatever of um of Dryden Voss's ship. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's oh, that's so good. Um. So I think that that's interesting. That's and th- that kind of only reinforces the point of going make your costume what you are wearing. Like don't have the costume interfere with the experience, right? That's a big thing. I'm I'm looking forward to them going, uh, we need maintenance to come over here and help get this 35-year-old guy out of the crawl space uh, <laughs> because his smuggler's poncho got caught on something and he can't get out. Uh, so maybe put that in the note, Sarah, in my let me know. Um, likely to get stuck. <laughs> likely to get stuck. Uh, Fall hazard. Yep. Yep. Or you're like in the actual kitchen and you're like, this is not part of the experience. Yeah. Please leave. Like, but I'm a cook. And you're just in there with a the yeah. lightsaber. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, dude. Mike, you did touch on something interesting, though, which is the timeline in which the Halcyon takes place. They did come out with news that there are going to be comics leading up to Star Cruiser. Yes. And the timeline is going to be between Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker. So, same as the That's pretty much where Batu is. Yeah. So, can't provide. Yeah. 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 Okay. Makes sense. All right. And what is the one of us posted the other day? I guess maybe it was the cover of the comic, or is there a book as well? I think it's a series, right? It's a series, so uh, it's a High Republic tie-in. So the cover, the cover has this character named Briaga. They call him Burry. That's his his nickname, just like Chewbacca, Chewy, and he is a Wookiee Padawan Jedi, and he's kind of become a fan favorite because he's this like empath and he's very has the ability to kind of like read people and understand people the way that Chewie kind of does too uh and he's got a really awesome story and so they're doing this prequel the ship is much older than i believe that we think it is right so this is a really cool way for them to get some people into start poking around in the high republic i believe when do we know when that comes out it's going to be a uh, according to one of our patrons five issue miniseries so there we go. totally down go sign up at your comic support your local comic book store um i'm buying it i'm in but they said there was some kind of like ominous 
tie-in at the end that was like, could there be someone from the High Republic that's adrift on your story? And I'm as someone who's reading the High Republic right now, it could get dark. And they would have to have a long lifespan, so a Wookiee makes sense. A Wookiee makes yeah. sense. Dude, I'm should we should we do any speculating before we wrap up? Let's speculate on who's gonna actually be there the for for actual launch on Earth, right? The opening of Batu was so huge, you had all three of the big dogs there. You had Lando, you had Han Solo, you had Luke Skywalker there, you had George Lucas, think the maker himself was there. You know, is there, what are we expecting? Is Daisy Ridley just said in actual real world that she had just met with Kathleen Kennedy not that long ago? And of course people were like, oh, they might be bringing Ray back, but it's like, could Daisy Ridley be there? Um, Dude, I will lose my mind. I will lose my mind if that happens. I, I think realistically, my head will explode. Yeah, realistically, they're probably not going to do that for ours because they'll do it for opening, I'm assuming, and then everyone's going to leave, yeah, yeah. which sucks. Do they have plans for when people die because they're so excited? Like me and Adam might die <laughs> if we see Daisy Ridley. Like is there a more They just send us out. <laughs> like real cruise ships. Send us out into space. <laughs> yes, Viking funeral. And then that's part, yeah, that's part right. of the that's part of the show at the end. The spectacular. Yeah, the spectacular. Yeah. <laughs> they shoot you in an escape pod and then everyone gets to like, here, grab a controller and blow it up. Yeah. <laughs> so, but in terms of like storyline within this interactive theater, immersive theater thing that we're doing essentially, I've heard speculation of there being like an event, a catastrophic or borderline catastrophic event that happens that we all then as an entire ship have to take part in. I don't know. We could speculate forever, but I imagine it's like living a movie or like living the first episode of like, what's the show? Avenue five. You know what I mean? Like something happens and like all of a sudden we're all in it together. Yeah. Sarah, what do you know? What do you not know? Don't spoil it, but what do you know? (laughs) I do know that at some point we will be going to hyperspace. Sick. The Voyagers will be, the ones pulling the lever to do so. What? And because all of the windows on the Halcyon are screens, everybody's going to know when it happens. Oh my God. I just, I just had like a, just a full visual of the whole thing happening. Like people are just drinking their drinks. They're just, kids are playing, whatever. And then all of a sudden we see stars flying by. Quit playing with the hyperspace lever. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was my child. I want to know if it's going to like shake, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like, is it going to shake or is well, it just going to... That, there's that one scene that's coming out of hyperspace in The Last Jedi and Leia is sitting at the table and like the kind of like, I don't know if she's drinking calf or something, but like the bottles on the table kind of right. just they rattle shudder, a yeah, little right. bit. I want that. Mm. What if you're trying to take a nap <laughs> at that time? <laughs> Someone comes up. I'm trying to nap here. Quit playing with the lever. Who's napping? Dude, who's napping on this thing? I'm going to be on the toilet when it happens. I know it. I'm just going to be in the wrong place. Add that to <laughs> add that to Adam's notes, Sarah. Okay. We'll likely be on the toilet. <laughs> right. Please save the hyperspace travel for when Adam goes on the toilet. I'm sorry, just dudes. I'm me, pooping with the door open just so I can see out the window. Give me I'm your, sorry. your toilet schedules and yeah. I'll make sure that we work around it. Yeah. Noted. All right. <laughs> The other, the other question I have too, and I don't know if this is something... Okay, so I was explaining this to somebody else. Let's use Smuggler's Run as an example. Smuggler's Run is incredible if you are the pilot, you are the gunner, not so much if you're the engineer, right? Right. So being that there are 500 people on this thing and they've kind of experienced that the ship is one thing, it's one, right? It's one group. There's going to be a deck and there's going to be captain's quarters and there's going to be all this, you know, my question is, is something happens, are they going to tailor it so that individuals in their group get to 
lead their own story or is the ship one big that voyage is one big voyage right so if if there's someone who gets to pull the lever and take us into hyperspace i want that person to be me (laughs) how do we how you know you know what i mean I, i guess i guess what i'm trying to say is if there's some crazy event that happens and you don't get to be a part of it you know you don't get to play a role that you want are you going to feel cheated out of it or is it even like that is it going to be is it going to be that specific that there's one of 500 people that's going to save our ship like is that is that on the table how does that work i mean i think we're all probably going to play our part like there's probably going to be one person that pulls the lever right so if you're wanting to be that person and you're not you may be let down but I think it's all going to be like a team effort and they have highly stressed that everybody's going to get to live their own Star Wars story. And it's not up to the cast members that are on the Star Cruiser to sure. push you through your story. It is up to you to go out and live your story. And that can include going through the crawl spaces in the engine room and going and seeking out people where they say you need to go to the the mercantile and go speak to the people there and say this coded message and then they're going to present something to you in a super secret way and you have to go then deliver it to somebody else like it's going to be up to you to actually go do these things and continue your story from there so I think everybody's going to have completely different experiences and I think that's what's going to make us just continue to give Disney our money so we can go <laughs> try all of these different things yeah. until we get to pull yeah. that lever <laughs> I'm, la- I'm just laughing real quick because like you know, Sarah's like, oh, it's going to be one person maybe who will pull the lever. And uh, Ryan Key's not here tonight, and it's probably going to end up being him just because that's the way the world yeah. works, all right? Let me just say that. <laughs> but, dude, I imagine, like, on the bridge, like, if one person's pulling it, yeah, that's one thing. But if another person has to, like— Stop them. Stop them, yeah. Or there's another person who's on, you know, the the good side, whatever, of the conflict— holding down some buttons, you know, doing a thing like we have to like reroute the power from the so-and-so to the so-and-so. And and that's me holding that down and yelling over to Mike to punch it is just as cool. I agree. Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? I agree. Then talking about crawl spaces, I'm thinking like in the force awakens when Ray and Finn are in Han's ship, the, uh, with the rat tars and she has to pull the fuses to open up the, right. Yeah. The containment thing for the, You know, stuff like that. Like, who knows? We could be like, someone could lead us down into these crawl spaces and just be like, we have to pull these fuses. We have to rewire the so-and-so. We've got to- It's going to be amazing. Who knows? And all of it sounds awesome. It's going to be absolutely amazing. Hondo Onaka could have a part in this. I'm going to make, I'm going to, I feel like I'm going to have to make currency to pay off some of the people, right? Like I'm going to get, I'm going to get someone who's going to come up and be like, hey, uh, you know, have you gone down underground in the crawl space? And I'll just like pull out something and be like, you know what? I'm going to just pay you off with this to tell me what's down there. Let's see. (laughs) Let's see what happens. Let's see how interactive we can be. I'll get kicked off the first day. Dude, speaking of Hondo, potentially will our Rise of the Resistance and Smuggler's Run experiences be different? Like, are they going to run an entirely different thing? Sarah? Potentially? The, let me make sure I say this right. Your (sighs) Star Wars story that you're living out on Star Cruiser will continue with the ride experiences. So you're not just going to ride Rise of Resistance because that is an attraction on Batuu. You are going to ride it because it is a crucial part of your story in your your voyage. I have heard that Voyagers will not be going through the main queue and that they will be going through the VIP queue and like the back alleys to get to the rides. Take that for what it is. But 
the rides themselves and everything you're going to be doing in these, say, like 46 hours that you're there is connected. All play into your yeah. story. Literally everything plays into your story. Nice. So. So it's something like I believe that if we – let's say if we go on Smuggler's Run and the six of – our six people, our crew, we kill it and we're like whatever master pirate or whatever the highest rank is, right? Then I believe they have some smuggler kind of underground people that are – you know, obviously they're cast members, but like they're kind of part of the experience too. I'm not sure if this is part of the concept art or the concept story, but it's like they'll come to you and be like, hey, we heard you're pretty good around a Karelian freighter. We need you to run these. Yeah. Like exactly what you said, Sarah, right? It's not like you're just like, yeah, I went on the Millennium Falcon. It's like, no, no, no. Now now this video game matters. Yeah. Yep. Mm. And you may encounter mm. somebody that says, hey, we need you to move something from one side of Galaxy's Edge to the other side to help our cause. Is he big and furry? It's not. You're not just going to spend time on Galaxy's Edge. It is going to be part of your story, and you are going to be playing out elements while you're there. It's going to be so much fun. Oh my god! Let's go. <laughs> I can't wait. I did. Can I just go to sleep right now? Sleep through Thanksgiving and Christmas and Halloween and everything. Who cares? We could freeze you in carbonite. Yep, as is tradition. Mm-hmm. Just need. I just need one day for the blindness. That goes <laughs> away though. Um. Also, top bunk. I'm just calling it now. In the rooms. Because they're I feel like I definitely want a bunk. So I'm going bottom then. All right. Sweet. There's also a wall pull down bed. Yes. Sick. So if you do have four people in your room, you're not having to put two people on that queen bed since you're four. Literally, I will sleep in the hallway. I don't care. Just get me on that damn thing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Fact. Well, I mean, you're kind of stuck because you didn't call dibs. So. What? What? No, in my. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, no. You're in a different room. You need to call dibs now. Yeah. When Dano listens to this, Dano, I got the big. Well, no, I can't. We're fine. I don't care. Dano says he's not going to sleep. Yeah, he's going to walk around the whole time and we're good. <laughs> yes. Yes. Speaking of top bunks and things, I imagine that there's a variety of different accessibility options for folks of all ages, needs, and everything. Tell us a little bit about that. Sure. So I have asked Disney specifically about accessibility. And if you require a scooter, you're good. You can experience everything on the Star Cruiser that the Star Cruiser has to offer, except for these crawl spaces that you're going to be accessing through like the engine room. Mm. Um, Cause it's just not possible, right? Cause there's crawl spaces, but you will be able to use a scooter all throughout the Halcyon. And because of the size of the cabins, they're kind of tight right through the door. So they will have like ECB parking. So you would have your scooter over at the scooter parking and they'll bring it to your room when you need it. Same for strollers. Strollers can go everywhere except through the crawl spaces. So if you are traveling with a little Padawan, you're good to go. Um, Some of the other things, if you do have like dietary restrictions, because this is treated like a cruise, you're going to have the same server for both nights. Just when you're booking it or if you're having a travel agent book it on your behalf, let them know and it'll get noted on the reservation. They do recommend bringing that up, like letting your server know on the first day, but you should be good. If you do have very strange dietary restrictions, like I had somebody that was like, can't have pitted fruits. They're like, somebody, they told me somebody from the culinary team will be reaching out to them prior to the voyage to make sure that they have good options for them. Um, So they are incredibly accommodating to any kinds of circumstances. 
we did talk about like strollers, for instance. So the only age restriction is for lightsaber training, which is seven and up. So you can bring your babies, you can bring your toddlers. They are counted as a full person. So if you were going to like bring your baby to the captain's table, they count as one of those 11 spots. But kids under three, they actually don't charge them for the captain's table because kids under three don't eat that much. What else? Um, This isn't like an accessibility thing, but for just generally, if you are going on the Star Cruiser and you are celebrating something, if it is a big milestone birthday or just a birthday in general, an anniversary, you beat cancer, let them know and they're going to make a big deal of it. Tight. I mean, going on the Star Cruiser alone is a celebration, right? But if you're celebrating something special and something noteworthy... Make sure you note it on the reservation. They'll they're going to take care of you. That's amazing. Will they do any checking? Could we make something up? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's going to go on word of mouth. So my birthday is definitely March third. <laughs> just just saying. <laughs> the only the only thing I've ever wanted for my birthday was to sit at the captain's table. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what? I booked honeymooners. Oh, what yeah. really? That yeah, is that's cool. Isn't that that's fun? Really cool. pretty well. Nick, we should say you recently got a hand cut off in a duel, (laughs) and this is to celebrate your new hand. That's why we're there. Hello, I was backstabbed by a politician, and I'm feeling raw about it. What can you do for me? My 40th birthday was during the pandemic, and I didn't really do anything, so can we celebrate that now? People do it. My birthday actually is on February 27th, so I feel like that's pretty close. Mm. Within a week, right? Yeah, this counts. This is a birthday trip. Yeah. Yeah. Add it to my note. Next to Adam's poop schedule. Where's my pen? Nick needs wear sleeves. My vegan poop schedule. Yeah. <laughs> this is why you book with a freaking travel agent because you can do this shit right now. I need a mandatory cold brew every morning. Yes. <laughs> That's not a restriction as much as it is. A, co- a cold a cold calf. Yeah. Um <laughs> and then also um have them add uh, an additional six drinks for all of us. Mm. <laughs> Four free. Daily. Yeah. Each. I mean, right? Because, okay, the other thing is this. Let's let's get this out of the way. I know it's been a long time. This is the stuff that people want to hear, Sarah. How many drinks can we drink <laughs> while we're there <laughs> before it's embarrassing? Yeah, there's got to be a cap, right? Yeah. There is, actually, I think there is a I cap. I think that's a per-person basis. Oh, Adam always wins because he's tall. I don't think it's going to be... <laughs> I could fit more in this vessel. So it takes longer for it to get to his head. So wait, I, Sorry, I Sarah. Think... You actually were going to answer the question. We're just idiots. So yeah. No, no, no. I don't have an answer for you. So I don't oh. believe it's going to be like Oga's Cantina where you have 45 minutes and a two-drink maximum. Mm. I think Sublight Lounge is open for you to partake in until what I'm hearing is 2 a.m. You run out of money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, as much as I would love to rage on a spaceship in Star Wars – I can't get drunk. I can't like, mm-hmm. I, there can't be a moment that I forget at all. I'm going to have like two drinks maybe each night and that's the it. last night, maybe three. <laughs> after you have, after you have blasted Nick's dead body in his space pod, right? The, <laughs> yeah. the as, as Doug Vader said in the Patreon, uh, the Ravager's funeral, <laughs> after you blast him, then you might have yeah. another one. Yeah. Give me a, you know what? Give me a jet one juice. One more drink in his yeah, honor. Give me another jet juice. Come on. Yeah. Don't be sad for me. That's the way I want to die. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's how I want yeah, to die. your honor. So, so all right. That's, Sarah, your... that's good. That's good because, and the other thing too, is that we have to, uh, so get your Spira, right? Mm. Get your Spira, preload that sucker with some bucks right so let's go let's let's also maybe do a price what is uh droid racing i don't believe is an additional price correct 
It is not. It is included. And there are a couple of things that you want to note on droid racing. So you do have the ability when you're on Batu to build your own droid. Pricing for that is 99 plus tax. When you get back to the ship and you're doing droid racing, they will provide the droids that you will be racing. So you cannot race mm. the one that you built earlier that day. The reason for that is people ruin it and you go and you put in your bigger motors and your bigger batteries and you can go faster yeah. than the standard <laughs> ones and you're going to be Adam. beating all these little seven-year-old kids. <laughs> so there are going to be spaces on the ship where you can drive your droids around, the ones that you built, or if you want to bring your one from home, you're more than welcome to do that. But for the races specifically, you will be using the ones that they provide for you on the Star Cruiser. Word. So that's no additional cost. Lightsaber no. training is no additional cost. But if we were to go, I mean, let's, so I guess let's say, like, let's base it off of Oga's. And and then the other thing that I guess we should talk about simultaneously is exclusive merchandise mm. is probably going to turn into a thing. I know that some people have, like, kicked around this idea that, like, if when you go in there, there is going to be a mercantile that you'd be able to probably get yours if you did if you don't feel like you got the right attire on if you walk in with that damn ron john surf shop shirt and you want to go and get something i believe that there is going to be halcyon specific garb wear and then simultaneously right we would say that if a drink at oga's is roughly 15 to 20 dollars we can probably expect that to be about the same right i think you're right so they are going to have a mercantile or a gift shop where you can buy exclusive Star Cruiser merch and clothing, if you do want to do that. Um, they will have a bar where you can buy drinks. I believe those are the only two kind of pay-to-play okay. things there. Everything else, like the bridge training, the lightsaber training, the droid racing, the Sabacc tournament, all of that is included in the price of your voyage. Now, when you do go to Batu, if you are going to do any shopping there, you're paying for that. That's extra. And if you're going to do any of the excursions, like Savi's Workshop, which is... 219 plus tax to build a lightsaber that is the same price as if you are just going to to Batu right now to build it. Same with Droid Depot. 99 plus tax. And then Oga's Cantina is about 15 bucks per drink unless you're going to do that like super cool Rancor Teeth flight, which is $80. Mm. And I totally did. <laughs> <laughs> to drink four beers that are just Not okay. even. They're like shots of beers. Yeah. <laughs> But it was yeah. cool. To get your white wampa ale. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, if you're going to do any, if you're spending money on Batu, you're spending extra money. But anything that you're doing on the ship outside of alcohol or gift shop, it's included. It's good to know. Sweet. It's good to know. It's a hell of a deal <laughs> oh. for what it is. I mean. Let's go. Okay. CN 2023. Book it. Sarah, put us on the books for 2023. Again? You want another one? I want that <laughs> grand captain suite. <laughs> I'm so pumped. I can't wait. I'm not going to sleep well tonight it at all. Doesn't seem real. Oh, no. it's real, buddy. Oh, it's real. It's happening. <laughs> That's the crazy thing is right? we're in like a little bit of a, like an in-between time right now because you've booked, you got in on early booking, but to the general public, they're not able to book yet. So we're still on like the precipice of something amazing happening when general booking opens yeah. and everybody gets the chance to book it. You know, nobody's experienced it yet, but. It's just, it's an exciting time. It's like Christmas Eve. The, the longest Christmas Eve of all time. Oh my gosh. So like we said earlier, the 28th of October, Thursday, a week from the drop of this episode, general public, get out there and book, go get on hold for 12 hours. Let Sarah do it for you. Yeah. <laughs> or let Sarah do it for you. I'll happily do it. Sarah, tell our listeners where they can find you on the internet. 
So you can find me on Instagram and TikTok at Sarah J. Mac. And at each of those, there is a link in my bio where you can either book time to do a video chat with me and we can talk about your Galactic Star Cruiser experience and booking you. Or there is a form there as well where I will capture all the information that I need to help you book your trip. Dope. Um, the other thing I will call out is my travel agent agency. So I am a travel agent with Carry On The Magic and you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Carry On The Magic. If you're looking for the podcast on social media, you can find us on Instagram at ThankTheMakerPod, on Twitter at ThankTheMaker. My stuff is all at Adam the Skull. All of my social media is at Nick Bayside. That's Twitter and Instagram. And right after this, I'm recording episode 17 of the Radio Radio Show, which is exclusively on Spotify. So please give that a listen. Lit. If you are planning on a bound, if you are planning on a special costume for the Halcyon or for just Batu in general, I am the host of Armor Party, which is a costuming, all things Star Wars and looks and treads and everything. Definitely check out our episode. We're going to do one that's going to have a little bit of kind of preparing for what you should wear to the Halcyon or Batu in general. So we're going to cover like thrifting, repurposing some clothes, trying to really nail down that 1970s, a little bit worn in, but then also maybe kind of I don't know. Check out that Canto Bite freshness. So you can find us on Instagram at Armor Party Show and find me at Honda Supply. And I'm making all kinds of things for the upcoming trip. It's going to be incredible. So check us out there. If you want to support this podcast and this trip in turn, because this is part of income for the folks whose voices you're hearing right now, patreon.com slash thinkthemakerpod is where you can do that. There are three different tiers. For as little as three bucks a month, you can get access to the Discord, be part of the community. And for as little, if you're a baller who's going on a Galactic Star Cruise, for as little as $30, I don't know how many credits that is, but that comes with an exclusive Thank the Maker t-shirt, and you get to hang out with us while we record right now like the patrons are right now, Jedi Council. Patreon.com slash ThankTheMakerPod. ThankTheMakerMerch.com is where you go if you want Thank the Maker merch. That works out. Sarah, thanks again for being here. Thanks for tolerating us. Thanks, thanks Sarah. F- for sitting on hold for 12 hours to make our dreams come true. Absolutely. Thank you guys for having me. We can't wait to ride the freaking Halcyon with you. This is going to be amazing. Can we do Chewy mode on Smuggler's Run? I hope so. <laughs> yes. I've never done it. I'm ready. Is there a Chewy's mode on Star Cruiser? That's my, <laughs> first my question. question. I haven't done Chewy mode either. Let's do it. All right. Well, maybe it'll happen. Maybe it won't. Maybe they'll change it to up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, <laughs> BA, select start or whatever, and we'll nail it. Nice. But until then, may the force be with you. Yeah.